When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You think you and your Hall of Fame quarterback buddy like football? Well, John Gruden and Brett Favre don't just like football. They f***ing love it. Watch this throw. Rolling to my left, backing up. That's awesome, man. And 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 I'm making another throw the next. It's like it to, came right out of heaven. I mean, it man. had to. I, it like had to drop in like a butterfly with sore feet. It had to drop in like that. Like a what? Football! Football! Yeah! Football! Football! How did he? How did he think of that? Butterfly with Favre, sore feet. Man. He's Favre, and what I love is. Like, Gruden comes up with a bunch of weird ones, right? Gruden was thrown off. Like, you could clearly like say, a, like, he's trying to think about it instead of being like, yeah, that's funny. He's like, <laughs> like, oh, huh? What do you think? What, what, what's going to happen to John Gruden? Is John Gruden going to be a, probably not going to coach again at this point? Is no. he going to get a broadcasting gig at some point? You know, here's the problem. I think he is his biggest dilemma. He's blackballed by the league. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, they leaked that stuff because he, he had a lot of anti-Gadell stuff. And here's the other question. Now that, that this whole commander's thing is, I think, going to court, and in the discovery period, the emails that they hid, that the league tried to hide, can all come out. What else comes out? Yeah. Like, there could be a ton of damning, damning stuff in the next few months. Barstool Sports, 10 to 1. He winds up at Barstool Sports at some point. He might be too old, though. I feel like the yeah, I don't think... young people don't really give a rip about John Gruden. Score North, probably. Score North. We'll hire him for sure. Uh, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Declan on vacation. We got our guy AJ in here navigating things this week, and we've been counting down all week long my list of the top 20 current Minnesota Vikings. And just so you guys can see here where we're at as we head into the final five, the top five current Vikings, this is what we got right now. For the YouTube audience, you can see it on your screen. I'm going to count these down real quick in case you've missed any of these shows throughout the week. Number 20, Alexander Madison. Number 19, DJ Wanham. 18, Chris Reed, 17, KJ Osborne, 16, Patrick Peterson, Irv Smith Jr. at 15, Jordan Hicks at 14, Harrison Phillips at 13, 
Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Kendricks round out 12 and 11. People take a lot of issue with Kendricks being too low at 11 there. Let me stop there for a second. I've just I've taken a lot of feedback from people saying, you can't have Kendricks outside the top 10. I just think, boy, it, it just, that, that run defense was so bad last year, and PFF hated him in the run game last year. He's 30 years old. I think he he's still one of the 11 best players on the team. I mean, maybe you can fight to have him like seventh or something, but I think he took a step back last year. I'm just going to say it. I think that he um, is fairly ranked coming off 2021 at 11th. That being said, I will continue to bang the drum that if he is not in the top 10 by the end of the season, I don't think the Vikings are a playoff team. Mm -hmm. So like if he plays full time again and you still consider him to be 11 through 20, this team's in trouble. If he moves up, I think things defensively worked out as planned. Christian Derrissaw, 10th, really good down the stretch against some good defensive fronts. Just I know that he doesn't have the longevity of some of these other guys, but Christian Derrissaw played at a, at a really high level the last month and a half or two months of the season. Cam Dantzler, I think, is the most underrated player on the entire team. Uh, I just He was stuck in Zimmer's doghouse. There was a couple plays that people ripped him for, but overall, Cam Dantzler was really good at cornerback. Zadarius Smith coming off injury, Adam Thielen at 7, and Brian O'Neill is sixth as we head into the top five. And I think that a year from now, you want, if he's still on the roster, Kendricks to be in the top 10. And I think a year from now, you want Christian Derrissaw to probably be in the top five. Yeah, I think, yeah, that would be. Like Christian Derrissaw, yeah. that's that's a position and that's the type of draft pick that I, I say this very cautiously because I said the same thing, Matt Khalil, First year, Pro Bowl, great, all went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But Christian Derrissaw, if he works out as a 10-year guy, like you plug him in for 10 years, 8 to 10 years, he's stable, he's great, he def- he he blocks for the quarterback's blind side. Like you think about all, all the intangibles that a guy like Christian Derrissaw could potentially bring, and I think within a two or three, three years that if he's in the top five, you're in great shape, yeah. great pick. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any reason to wait here at this point. Are you ready to count down the five best current Minnesota Vikings? And I would argue the only question is what order are they in? Because I jotted down. I know who they're going to be. I'm almost positive. So the only question is what order does Phil Mackey have them in? Can you? Do you have them jotted down in the order you would put these players? Um, no. I just I can you do that? Five, just just don't 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 names. say it out loud yet. But could you could you put? One through five, so I can see if we match at the end of this exercise. Sure, hold on. Give give me two seconds here, okay? Because okay. I'm I'm gonna have to do this very very quickly. Okay. To in the meantime, uh, let's fire this up. Uh, three, <laughs> three, <laughs> four, five. Yep. All right. Compelling. So you good? It's done. Yep. Okay. I told you to take a couple seconds. And now we embark on the final phase of the top twenty current Minnesota Vikings. I know that the world has been waiting on the edge of your seats all week long to see who does Phil Mackey think the five best Minnesota yep. Vikings are head into the 2022 season. Yep. And we start with number five, Dalvin Cook. Still one of the best running backs in the NFL, but I think no longer in the conversation for best running back in the NFL, which is why I have him maybe a little lower here than I would have a year ago. And I should preface this by saying, too, as we've said off the top of all these ranking episodes, positional value doesn't matter as much in these. Running back is not the most 
valuable position by any means, but it's more about how good are you at your position relative to your peers. And Dalvin Cook, his stock has fallen a little bit. Another season with multiple games missed due to injury. I think Jonathan Taylor has certainly become the best running back in the NFL. I think Nick Chubb has emerged above Dalvin Cook, too, in the eyes of most people. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the statistics, his yards per attempt took a dip last year. Average yards after contact took a pretty big dip, like a half a yard per uh, dip last season. He went from being a first down and touchdown machine to seeing those numbers drop off a cliff in 2021. And he wasn't really a huge factor in the uh, in the receiving game. He just wasn't. That should change. I, th- I think so. Got to yeah. change. I think so. But and some of this is because he played banged up because he always plays banged up. And I think that that's that's the biggest thing that you're trying to figure out. The Dalvin conundrum is always trying to separate how much of his performance is dinged because he's banged up versus this is what he is when he's healthy. But durability should factor in to some of these conversations. Well, and keep in mind, too, here's what I want to see for Cook this season. I don't want to see Bell Cow. I'm tired of Bell Cow. We're going to ride him because he's Dalvin Cook. He's our guy. Madison will play, but we're going to ride Dalvin Cook. I want to get away from that thought process, and here's what I want. I want creative usage to put him in position to succeed when he is used. Yeah. So, like, I don't need him to carry the ball every bleep and second down. Madison can play too. I want, but if you think about it, for a banged up player at, by the way, a position where the shelf life is very short across the board, Dalvin Cook, in some ways, I think was misused. Because their whole thing was, it's the 1970s, and we're going to give it to Dalvin, which in theory is great, but you know what happens? He gets hurt. He gets slowed down. You just the, What you just outlined, Phil, was the resume of a player whose infrastructure is in bad shape. Mm-hmm. What, I want, what I want is this. How can we creatively use him often, but not all the time, to maximize his talents? Giving him the ball on second down and eight to get a few yards, you're going to be our Leroy Horde? So think about that for a second. Yeah, I think, and he, and he came off that 2020 season. He missed a couple of games, but his usage was by far the most of his career. He was averaging like five more attempts per game than at any point. He, was, he wound up with 356 touches, missing a couple of games. And uh, and then you know suffers some consequences the next year. He's going to be 27 years old in two months from now. Now on the on the positive side, because again I have him as the fifth best player on the team, and I've spent most of this pointing out the reasons why he shouldn't, you know, why he would have been higher you know, prior to last year. He's still averaging just under five yards per. I think it was 4.7 yards per carry last year. Yes, which is among the top uh, you know, guys who've accumulated enough carries. It's like top five in yards per attempt. And he was third in the NFL in breakaway yards, which means poof, when he hits the second level, it's still really hard to catch him. Mm-hmm. So those two things are still very encouraging. And I think it's just going to come down to how healthy can he be? You know, what is he like after contact um, where, where his numbers took a big dip? But Dalvin Cook is still, despite some of the erosion, the fifth best Minnesota Viking on my list. All right. Okay. Number four. Oh, Kirky boy finally makes his way onto this list. Oh, I know I people were wondering, are you going to leave him off the list? You Kirk hater. Are you going to leave him outside the top 10? 
What's Mackie going to do? Is he going is Mackie going to put Cam Bynum ahead of Kirk Cousins? Is he going to find a way to put the third string wide receiver KJ Asbury? No, I've got Kirk Cousins as the fourth best player on the Minnesota Vikings. If you could bottle Kirk's performance when conditions are clean, so clean pocket, first read, scripted plays, I think he'd be number two on this list. And he'd be one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the entire league. If you could just take clean conditions, Kirk Cousins. He's such an enigma, though, because when the conditions aren't clean, his performance drops off a cliff statistically. Um, His stats are great overall. He rarely single-handedly train wrecks games, which is a compliment to him. He's not going to have like you know four interception performance, and he seems like he's a grinder behind the scenes. So there's a lot of things to like about him, but to me, it's impossible to ignore two things about him, which is the reason why he's not number one or number two on this list. Number one, his performance and statistics are not very good when the opposing team knows he's going to pass. So mm-hmm. some third down situations, late late game situations. I think he got better in some of these areas last year, and he might take a jump with an offensive-minded coach that actually wants to communicate with him. So I'm not ruling out all hope here, but you can't deny the drop-off in stats when conditions get muddy and the opposing team knows he's going to pass. And then the other thing is, for the last 10 years, Kirk Cousins' teams across two different franchises are exactly 500. Yep. So... you know, I guess you can blame everything else around him for why they haven't done more damage in the regular season and postseason, but he is the common denominator on 500 football for the last 10 years. Another piece to the uh, enigmatic nature of Kirk Cousins. So um, I'll just wrap it by saying he's very good at his job. When conditions are clean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but his flaws and his contract prevent his teams from competing at the top of the NFC to this point in his career. From a talent standpoint, I think this ranking is very fair. From an intangible standpoint, I, I'd put him somewhere in in six to ten. Um, intangible, he he lacks. He clearly lacks, and I don't care what fans say. Like I know the Kirk stance. Like, well, how can you prove that? How can look? He doesn't lift his teams up consistently, and that's what great quarterbacks do. And the problem with that is this one. If you have a quarterback who, in any facet, intangibles or talent, uh, could fall in the 6-10, to you're probably in a bit of trouble. I mean, Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow is is the Bengals' best player, and if you think about it, he's their best player on the field, which is important, and in the locker room, which is huge. So I think that's I think your your ranking of Kirk, where you've got him as far as his talent goes, is fair. It's probably accurate it is pretty damning though when we continue to say and this is what i want to see cleaned up this coming season the continued talk about the fact that things have to be perfect like this needs to be the year where when everything breaks down he still makes some plays Mm -hmm. like this like if he's going to be he is being in the vikings mind crazy's mind and just as importantly or more so kevin o'connell's mind he's being given every advantage everything he possibly can like the keys to the car the engine the ability to drive this thing 125 like nick cage did and the reality is if we don't see that step where in six months if we're saying well yeah but when things weren't perfect he broke down i think that is a massive problem and that probably signifies to all of us okay this isn't going to work i think we're all going to give kirk the chance with koc 
But beyond that, if it doesn't work, it just you're going to have to say it's time to at least examine different options. Another fun exercise here, too, is you know go look at the top 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. How many of them, if if their version of Purple Daily was doing a top 20 list of the current best players on their roster, how many of those quarterbacks would be outside the top three? And I get that there's some people watching and listening to the show that would put Kirk in the top three. Right. I have him fourth. Josh Allen. He's the best player on the Bills. Yes, yes. Right? And, Patrick and Mahomes is the best player on the Chiefs. To be fair here, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers in the last two or three years, while still an unbelievable talent, has fallen incredibly in intangibles. I think part of the Packers' problem when they get to their most important games now is, is for lack of a better term, he's become... A freak. He's just kind of a weirdo who doesn't seem to have great connections with people. Yeah, exactly. But but you know? I think there was a time where he sort of hid that, right? And and you have to identify. And I think there was a time he did. But if you're going to ask me, like, nuanced, talk about the Packers' problems. Why can this team win 13 games consistently and can't get to a Super Bowl? I think a part of it is because the intangible portion of connecting and getting teammates to trust you has broken down. And I yeah. think that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. You know, and one more thing on the Kirk front, too, because the contract does impact things. There's there's ways the Vikings have found creative ways to to get some additions to the defense and like they can manipulate the cap a little bit. But ultimately, there's a reason why they have a hodgepodge of journeymen competing at right guard and why they're rolling back another season with with Garrett Bradbury at center. If the salary cap truly didn't matter and if Kirk Cousins could make whatever amount of money and it doesn't really matter and you guys are overblowing it then why do they keep going into every season with bad offensive linemen? If the salary cap was truly fake, then you would just give a bunch of money to right. all the best available offensive linemen because the salary cap's fake. Or His just, contract does prevent that from happening. Well, and, and it goes, I, I think, beyond that too because if Kirk had a better clock in his brain and could slide, protect, slide himself – then you'd be like, well, the right guard sucks, but he could still escape it, right? The right guard would, would actually look right. better in that case. The, pro- the problem is, and this goes back to being the corporate quarterback and the guy who's pretty much like a Ken doll, is you put him back there and that's him. Now, he's got talent, but when things break down, he doesn't have the innate ability consistently, because he does it sometimes, to escape that, right? So, like, there's just all of these. I mean, this is such a nuanced cut conversation, and I feel like the Kirk stance just, oh, no, he does this, he does that. Look look at the stats. Well, the stats are fantastic. I love stats. I like watching games more than stats. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, hey, he's one of the four best players on the team. I think you're, pay, you're, you're paying for something more than that, and the idea here with a new coaching staff and offensive scheme and all the weapons he has is that, if we did this again in a year from now, which I think we will, that he will be higher than, ideally he will be higher than fourth, right? If you're looking at the Rams, well, number one is going to be Aaron Donald on this list. And then there's probably another, like Jalen Ramsey. But Matthew Stafford is in the top three based on how much he was elevated by the Sean McVay system. Mm -hmm. I think anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'd put an offense, maybe you'd put Andrew Whitworth or something in there, but he's retired now. so. So Kirk Cousins is number four. Before right. we get to the top three here, yep. I can think of the number one way to lose weight. Oh, I like what you did, did there. And, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. of course, that is, my friends, at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped me drop 40 pounds. And you know what? As I discussed 
Yesterday, I've been going and working out all week. Why? Because I feel great. Because it doesn't hurt to go run on the treadmill or ride the bike. I feel fantastic. And I want you to join me now on this weight loss journey. And it's this simple. The Simple Start Plan, only $59. That's exactly right. 59 bucks. And guess what? If you're in town, you can go and, and talk to them in person. But if you're not, that's fine too, because you can... Uh, go and talk to their dietitians virtually. That's right. So if you're in Texas, if you're in Iowa, you, you can sign up. Here's how. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Start to lose the weight today. You will feel fantastic. Livia.com. Also, a shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. It is riding season around the Midwest and really all around the country for the most part. And Dennis Kirk has over 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metro Cruiser, Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. And shipping is free on orders over $89. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Ride more, wait less at DennisKirk.com. All right, we have entered the top three current Minnesota Vikings. I know there's going to be pushback on some of this. That's what makes this fun. Definitely hit us up in the YouTube comment section, the feedback uh, tab in the Scorner app, because we'd love to hear. And a lot of people have been tweeting at me what their top 20 list look like or their top. You I know, saw whatever, a guy put together 10. a nice list. He did before. Someone put together a full list of 20 before yeah, that's awesome. uh, I unveiled mine. And, and there's some pretty good comparisons. But let's get to the top three. Hmm. I've got Harrison Smith as the third best Viking, even at age 33. He's still one of the best safeties in the NFL. And I think, you know, you observed, well, God, he looks like he's maybe lost a step last year. And I think that, like, he's not the same player that he was when he was 27, 28, 29. But last year, he still had career highs in tackles and sacks. PFF graded him as the third best safety in the NFC. He's one of the rare safeties that can do everything at a high level. He can cover, he can tackle and plug the run game, he can rush the passer in certain situations. Um, he's uh, he's difficult to read pre-snap for opposing quarterbacks, and he's he's kind of the captain and leader of that defense playing center field out there. So I think he's a, a guaranteed lock for the Vikings' ring of honor, and if he can get a Super Bowl ring at some point in the next two or three years, whether it's with the Vikings or somebody else, I think he then becomes a lock for Canton, Ohio. Could and be. so the age yeah. thing is the question going forward here. That All right, he's 33 uh, I think he probably has at least one, maybe two more years left of high-level play. And if you think that he's one of the best safeties of the last 20 years in the NFL, then you can start to compare, okay, who are some of his peers and contemporaries that were that great into their 30s? Ed Reed was great until he was 34, 35. Darren Sharper, I know that we don't speak of his name, but uh, he had one of his best seasons at age 34 with the Vikings in 2009. Mm-hmm. Charles Woodson played until he was 39. So... I'm not guaranteeing that Harrison Smith's going to be great for another five years, but I think he still has at least one or two years left of high-level play, and I think he is still one of the three best players on the Vikings. Might be slightly high, but it's probably fair. Um, I, I might have put... Because I like Cousins 4. I think I think that's fair. I think that's... It, it's probably kind, but it's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have... I personally might put Smith 5 and Cook 3, but Cook, there is the fact that, that he's hurt a lot, um, I think Cook has actually eroded more than Smith the last couple of years. And that's very possible. Uh, I am so in Cook and Smith, I am really intrigued to see 
what the new schemes do for both. Because I felt like the defense, so so here to be fair to Kendricks, here's part of the problem. And look, I, I don't I am not going to fight you on the fact that he is eleventh on your list. But when it comes to Kendricks and Smith, because like the eye test, it didn't look the same. But the run defense and the defense as a whole was so bad, I can't tell how, how much they were trying to cover for guys as well, which is a which is death. I mean, that's the worst thing. But, I mean, you know, they insisted on playing Bashad Breland. That throws that whole secondary into a Well, and Mackenzie mess. Alexander was one of yeah, the worst cornerbacks. but I'm saying, so, so I guess my question is this. Was Harrison Smith, did he not look the same because he – he was trying to make up for guys' mistakes, yeah, and therefore looked out of position at, at times. And Kendricks, you know, the run defense itself on the line was bad, and so now he's trying to make more plays too. So, so there are definitely veteran players who might be sort of cooked, but also might have been trying to do their best to make up for their teammates' screw ups, who could definitely reemerge in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are these are all really tough questions to answer because if okay, if Bashad Breeland, Mackenzie Alexander, and the backup defensive linemen that were playing frequently last year aren't holding up their end of the bargain, then how much does Kendricks and Harrison Smith how much do they look like they're out of place or right. doing something that, you know, they're getting dinged for? And so, you know, it all kind of it all kind of flows together. But Harrison Smith, number three, and that brings us to number two, which then it'll be obvious who number one is. We can talk about both, but let's start with number two, Daniil Hunter. And I fully understand that he has played seven games in the last two seasons. And I'm not, I just want you guys to know, too, my evaluation of Daniil Hunter at number two, I'm trying to remove the first handful of years of his career because like that that was a hall of fame start to his career that got derailed by multiple surgeries. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to I don't want to say well 75% of the reason why I have him number 2 is because of what he did before two surgeries. Right. I'm judging him based off last season, okay? So I want to make that clear. He is number 2 on my list not because of what he did before 2020. He's number 2 on my list because of the six or seven games he played last season. So he played six healthy games. And they got hurt against Dallas in the seventh game. In the six healthy games, Daniil Hunter had 31 pressures and six sacks. If you extrapolate that over 17 games, it would be 88 pressures and 17 sacks. So that would rank him second in the NFL in pressures behind only Max Crosby and second in sacks behind only Miles Garrett. He had a win rate of 32% on true passing plays if you strip out the play actions and the screen. So when it's a straight drop back or a passing play, right. here we go. His win rate against his opposing offensive lineman was 32% in the six games that he played, which was top five in the NFL. I mean, I get it. He's Coming not been surgery. healthy. Mm-hmm. Like not just a knee cleanup. He has not been healthy. But when, again, I am judging him off of the six games he played last year, and he was the old Daniil Hunter in those six games. He has clearly shown Fight me. <laughs> that it's hard to because when he is healthy and can play, he is one of the top five at his position. Like he's that good. He is a freak. He's a total freak. 
Um, yeah, I can't. I can't because the entire trajectory of the 2021 Vikings defense statistically is different if he does not get hurt. There's no question about it. And the defense he was fantastic. Was- yeah, the defense we've gone over this a million times. They were number one as a team in pressures and sacks in the yeah. first month and a half of the season, basically going into the Dallas game. Yes. And then Daniel Hunter gets hurt, and then some other guys got banged up, and the defense fell off a cliff. But I just think, gosh, if he, if he can just play 15 or 16 well, games even this season, it's going to be ridiculous. And in fairness, the back end was not good. To your point, um, Breland was terrible. Alexander was so like that. The back end was just bad and, and had some good players, but it was from day one not good. Um, the front was good, and he was fantastic, and then got got hurt. So yeah, I can't fight you because my whole thing going into uh, last year was Daniil Hunter is coming off a neck surgery. This might really set him back. He might be slowed. From week one, he was fantastic. So, yeah, no, I can't debate this. I knew it was coming because it was not too hard to deduct who would be one. But that being said, I'd love to fight you. Harrison Smith might be a little bit too high. Daniil Hunter is exactly right. In fact, he might. In fact, if he plays 17 games, he might fight for, for the top spot. Like, he's that good. And he might fight for that top spot with Greg Joseph, the number one. I'm just kidding. Greg Joseph was better than people think, though, last year. And Greg he just Joseph was okay. yeah, kicked he was... the competition to the curb before training well, the, camp even the started. Cardinals, the Cardinals game, you know, which, again, wrong hash mark. Put him on the right hash mark this time, okay? Yeah. What do you think of the Packers picking up that uh, camp kicker the Vikings had? What, what kind of information are they dude, trying I saw, to get? I, dude, I saw this guy kick. It's I Well, but, but what does he know about the new coaching staff and some of the – was he in any <laughs> offensive meetings? Did oh, he, Matt LaFleur is <laughs> grilling him right now. Do you got the – did you steal the playbook? Because if you didn't, you're cut again. And that brings us to the number one current Minnesota Viking, yep. Justin Jefferson. What more needs to be said? You guys all watch the games. You see this dude. He's putting up numbers in the first two seasons that nobody has put up before, including Randy Moss and and uh, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Nobody. And here's the scariest part. I can't believe I'm saying this. In my opinion, he wasn't maximized. I think he was maximized quite a bit in the second half of last year, but, but I but I agree that overall you look at the year, two years. He didn't start to like the third game. That was egregious, right? That was and so then weird. last year he's not ready. Times and then he they comes bail in, he's on like, him. How well, does and, the guy? <laughs> and they literally said ready to play. <laughs> we're going to give second year man BC Johnson the start. Yeah. So anyway, was, uh, oh that's that's all in the past. Now those guys have all been no, fired. I'll still bring it up once in a while. And now Justin Jefferson is yeah. here with. A much, much better, hopefully, offensive scheme. You know, Cooper Cup was targeted a lot more often than Justin Jefferson was, so I'm curious to see what happens. But, um, yeah, by any measure, I'll give, I'll give you one. There's so many stats I could give you here. But I'll give you one of my favorites. Against man coverage last year, yep. Kirk Cousins had a 140.9 passer rating when targeting Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I'll say that again. Against man coverage, when Cousins targeted Justin Jefferson, he had a 140.9 passer rating. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So there it is. Uh, any other thoughts on Justin yeah. Jefferson here? Uh, no, but who who is 21? Who's 22? Who just got left off? Let me put the full list on here for you guys. And cool. if you could uh, pull the bottom part of that banner off there, AJ, thank you, sir. This is the 20 
for the YouTube audience here. You can see this on the screen. Please click the subscribe button and the like button here. Um, so Madison, Wanham, Reed, Osborne, Peterson, Patrick Peterson, Irv Smith Jr., Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Kendricks are 11 through 20, reversed. Uh, Darisaw, 10th, Dantzler, 9th. People, the biggest issue people take with this list is Kendricks too low, Dantzler too high. I think Dantzler, and I think the metrics would show this too, is the most underrated player on the team. Uh, Zadaria Smith, 8, Adam Thielen, 7, Brian O'Neill, 6, Dalvin Cook, 5, Kirk Cousins, 4, Harrison Smith, 3, Daniil Hunter, 2, and Justin Jefferson, number 1. So you want number 21 and 22? Yeah, who, yeah, who just didn't make the cut? Cam Bynum is 21 for me. Okay. 22 might actually be Greg Joseph. He's a good kicker. Not a great kicker. If he was a great kicker, he'd be in the top 20. So I'm in terms of starters, I'm leaving off here. I'm leaving off Ezra. Ezra Cleveland would probably be I, I maybe Ezra say, Cleveland's twenty second or something. Yeah, I'd put Cleveland twenty one or yeah, 22. he's he's. I think he's that'd fine. be very fair. And then yep. Garrett Bradbury is a starter that I obviously left off this list as well. Um, trying to think of others. I guess uh, Chandon Sullivan is a starter if if they if the nickel package is a starting package. Yeah, but who knows there? Yeah, I think he's better than Mackenzie Alexander. Is Stella yeah. in the room right now hanging Stella out? Stella has walked in the room. Come, come here, sweetie. She wants to be picked up. Stella, she wants to be picked who's up. a good go, girl? Say hi. Where's Kirk? Kirk should be higher. Kirk has to be higher on your list. I'm a Kirk stan. Actually, my, no, it's, you know what Stella's sucks. really here? Stella's here to tell you that Purple Daily is feeling generous. We are, all throughout the month of June, giving away a trip for two to Miami in week six to see Minnesota and Miami. Okay. We'll take. We'll pick up the tickets. We'll pick up the travel. All you have to do is show up in your white linen pants, sandals. Stella, you hear that? She doesn't even She's wear pants. She's signing up right now. She's signing up right now. <laughs> yeah, who who needs pants? She's got enough fur. So uh, just like the seventies. Uh, so Stella, uh, if you want to register, you can open up the Score North app, register, and then enter through Listener Rewards for your chance to win a trip for two. We'll draw at the end of the month. Uh, also, a shout-out to our friends Bye. at uh, Surly Brewing Company for powering the top 20 current oh. Vikings all week long. It's exactly right. You know, Stella's dad he gets thirsty sometimes. And when he does, he looks towards his friends at Surly. And guess what is coming next Tuesday? It starts summer. The summer of Surly is just about here. And that's when you, you can get all their great Supremes. Fantastic. Check them out now. In fact, they've got a case of mixed Supremes that is that goes along with this time of year perfectly. Summer of Surly, Surly Brewing. You gotta have it. It's fantastic. But also hello to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated, in addition to helping business owners for over 100 years, uh, they, since 2005, have helped raise over $40 million for Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is all about providing a mentoring structure for children who need it to give them a better chance to maximize their potential as adults eventually. So if you want to find out more information about how you can become a big and mentor a child in need, check out federatedchallenge.org. That's federatedchallenge.org. Before we get to random Viking of the week in which AJ is going to step in and try and protect Declan's four game winning streak. This is is the first time we ever did the top 20 current Vikings list. I think this might have to be an annual thing. This is kind of a fun thing to put together. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of fun. I like lists that take time too. Okay. Very, very wise. Very smart. 
draw them out. In fact, you know what? 20 days, 20 Vikings next time. <laughs> yeah, how long did it take Orlovsky to to lay out the rest Number of Number 20, list? Alexander Madison. Let's break down his entire repertoire and game and resume. You know, Chris hey, Reed, born in whatever. I love it. I love it. Do a full episode on just the Chris Reed, uh, Jordan Hicks, part one, part two. Yep. Uh, AJ, any big disagreements from you on here? Anyone that you would have moved higher or lower? No, uh, I think Irv Smith is maybe going to with the season. Just I think it's the recency ish bias of him missing all of last year. I think with how he's going to be incorporated in the offense, you're going to see him be a little more versatile. And he could process. I'm not saying he's going to be like top five or anything. I think he's going to poach to maybe be fringe top ten. I think 15 is accurate right now, but by the end of this season, I, I think he could be uh, maybe a 12, 11, maybe even 10. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. All right, are you guys ready to be pitted against each other in a ferocious battle? I hate to do this, but I want yeah, to apologize so. first off to Declan because his streak is probably going to come to an end. You might get oh, it. you're lacking confidence here. You know, Dex has been Dex is Dex is, is streaky. So like he'll go like six weeks with all L's and then he'll come back and win four in a row. It's very, very it, it, it's a very streaky game that we play. Yeah, well Declan, the, the the last four that he has gotten correct are Pat Williams, Corey Chavis, Marquise Gray, and Latavius Murray. I should have uh, gotten bef- fat Pat. Judd, you were on a long win streak before that with yeah, Matthew Hatchett, Phil Lodeholt, Bobby Wade, Sean Salisbury, Jim Klein, Sasser, Moeldy Moore, Archie Manning, and Archie Sage Rosenfels. Yeah, yeah. Dex was mad about that one. And that brings us to, by the way, is there how to be, is there who wants to be a millionaire music in there somewhere? Did Declan tell you where that was? No. I'm putting AJ on the spot here. That's okay. Uh, oh, Declan didn't put that on the sheet? I can't believe <laughs> no. he left that off the That's sheet. That's it for him. We're going to have to address it. that. That's the final straw. Come in my office. Make me look We're going to have to address Where's that. Where's my office? Come so, in my office. All right. Here are the rules for Random Viking of the Week. AJ, you will you will step in. If you get the credit, if you get the point, then Declan uh, will get the credit here. So you're playing for Declan on behalf of Declan. I will throw out a series of clues. You can shut out guesses whenever you want, but you get three incorrect guesses, and then you're eliminated. That has never happened to this point. You guys have usually been pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty patient with your guessing. You can ask me questions, too. But I can refuse to answer because it's my game, damn it. And I might want to draw the game out longer. So, if you guys are ready, let's start with the first clue. Also, All right. I might have the music here if you want. Oh, wow. Look at this. Oh, so you did find it. Look at this, man. So you man. lied before. Come in my office. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh... Oh, perfect. There oh. it is, right there. There we go. Okay. Dude. All right, random Viking of the week. Clue number one. This... Random Viking of the Week originally hails from Garden Grove, California. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the Pac-12. This random Viking of the Week married his high school sweetheart, and they have three sons and two daughters together. In his freshman year of high school, this random Viking of the Week... Uh, was part of a, how do I phrase this? I guess was part of a uh, state championship. It was the school's first Class 5A football state championship. Class 5A. And this is in California? No. Oh, oh I got to clear the mechanism then. Hold on. <laughs> See, look at you sniffing around. Sniffing around. I got an answer on that. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Uh, he was also in high school, a member of the state champion high school basketball team that same year. A multi-sport athlete here. Can I ask? Okay, I'm, I'm going to do something that has... No Googling, I, by the way. Okay, you know, I just want No, 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 no. You, you know I know the rules. I'm going to ask you if I can ask a question that you can answer, but I'm not making a official guess. Okay. I'd like to ask about. I'd like to ask about a previous. If we, if this if if a certain name has previously already been done, I believe it has in Random Viking of the Week. Can I ask what's, that question? What's your question? My question is this: Has Matt Castle been the Random Viking of the Week? I feel like he has been, because this is tracking a little bit like Matt Castle, but I don't want to guess that. Why don't you just guess Matt Castle? Because then I would waste a guess. I, I don't want to waste a guess. What happened to the like... music? Okay. What happened to that music? Get that music back. This is a weird, unprecedented question. Yes, it's unprecedented because... All right. I will, I will answer. Matt Castle has been, and okay, you were the I one thought. that won I, that's the week what I thought. Matt Castle. That's so. what I thought. Okay. okay. So keep going. Okay. This random Viking of the week ran a 4.87 40-yard dash out of college at the Combine. He also appeared in the HBO series Game of Thrones as an extra in the fourth season. <laughs> AJ looks tormented right no, now. No, I know. I, I don't. I don't even care about Game. Of, like that's totally an AJ clue. I remember. Do you watch it? I no. I I remember an article that because it was uh, around the Good same time. Yeah, I. I remember yeah, the I same it. time it was uh, Aaron Rodgers was in there too, and they they went together to be. Oh, uh, yeah. oh AJ! Wow, Paris he's sniffing Claus. around here. I, I don't. I have not. I've admittedly have not seen Game of Thrones. I know. Oh, AJ! AJ! AJ is making me nervous. Sniffing around. All right, this random Viking of the week played for three NFL coaches. Okay, Jim Caldwell, Leslie Frazier, and Mike Zimmer. This random Viking of the Week played 74 games in the NFL, starting 16 of them. 16 starts, 74 games. Wait, Zimmer, Frazier, mm-hmm. and Jim Caldwell. What slap he ended up with the Lions, or was with the Lions. Mm-hmm. This random Viking of the Week also played in both the AAF and UFL. He's an offensive player. Can I make a guess? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Course, yeah. yeah, you got three of them, AJ. I f- I'm going to look. I'm going to look real bad, I think. Just do it. Pull the trigger. I've done it. Just pull that trigger. Go for it all here. Go for do it all. It. Do Brett, it. Do it. YouTube Brett comments Barb. be nice to me. No, is screw it, that. Is it Amir Abdullah? Did he freeze? He's on point. I think he froze. Oh no. I think he froze. And I do like your I do like your guess. This is 
This is the biggest. Clip. This is the great. This is the biggest highlight of this show ever because I thought he was waiting a really long time, yeah. and he is just frozen. Your guess is either so brilliant that he can't respond, or it's so bad that he just quit the show. I th- AJ, I think you might be. I think you might be right. I. I think you might be right. You called well, Slappy. He played in. He played for Detroit. I think you might be did right. He, did he play for somebody before Six, Detroit? Though? I, 16 starts, though? 16 it's, starts? It's, that's, that's the thing I think I'm wrong about. But he might have started in Detroit. No, I think he started in Detroit. He uh, he went to Nebraska. Oh, he went to Nebraska, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's a Pac-12 guy. I don't think he's Pac-12. I think he's Big Ten. Oh, boy. Anyway. This is going to be amazing. Can, can he get back in? Can Phil rejoin the show? He should be able to. I mean, this is a unbelievable. We're at this is terrible content is... for the audio listeners, but for well, you visual... can cut it out if you want. But if you don't, hi everybody. We are waiting for <laughs> Phil to rejoin the show to resume our game, which was interrupted so rudely by the internet gremlins in Seattle. And this hey! is fundamental, legitimate, legitimate Dude, power outage. Legitimate power outage. I here. thought you were like holding us hostage because the guest was so <laughs> intriguing, and then I realized that you had were gone. No, legitimate. Well, let's definitely finish the game. But like, it was like a movie. My lights, as, as AJ was about to make his guess, and I don't know yep. if you guys heard, but I made a Brett Favre joke that he's going to guess Brett Favre. And then my lights flickered. Everything Favre on this level went off and then Favre, came back 30 seconds later. So Favre killed. You know what Favre did? He said, nobody makes jokes about Brett Favre anymore, and he killed your electricity. That's right, what you, happened. Are you, should we continue the game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, he, I didn't. I didn't he hear your guess here. So, um, oh my god, because you like froze for a second, and I thought I thought you were like pulled the trigger, and you. Okay. <laughs> After thinking, I think I think I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I said Amir Abdullah. It's incorrect. Mm-hmm. All right, you sort of froze again there. Oh. Okay. okay now you're back Sorry. again. We're good. Incorrect. No Incorrect. All right. Okay. All right. So he's an offensive... <laughs> what's, what's happening here today? He's an okay. offensive player. Yes. Who played for who played for Jim Caldwell, Mike Fraser, uh, Mike Zimmer, and Leslie Frazier. That is correct. Yes. So, so uh, he was he Frazier. was probably thrust into a role that he wasn't qualified for, but held his own pretty well on offense. He once scored nine touchdowns in a season. Why am I having so much trouble with it? And I'll go back to the one of the initial questions nine Judd asked. Touchdowns. Okay. He went to high school in the state of Utah. Is, That's is also. It, is it Fahutai? My next clue hopefully gives it away here. This random Viking of the week on the spectrum or the scale of Naufahu Tahi to Amir Abdullah is right in the middle of those two. On a scale of Tahi to Abdullah, this player is right Um, in the middle of that scale. You could not possibly be sniffing around the right tree more than you guys are with those two guesses. All right. 
So we, so wait, wait, wait. So, so we've had Jarek McKinnon before, and he didn't play for Detroit. We've had. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of who who we haven't had. Yep. And it's got to be a running back. You know, I would also put Leroy Horde right in the middle of the scale, right next to this guy, Matt Asiata. There it is, oh, Matt Asiata. Is the oh, random God. Viking of oh, the my week? God. I'm just gonna throw him. <laughs> he scored away. nine touchdowns one season. Yeah, because they kept putting Crazy, him in man. and he sucked. <laughs> oh, he's like, what? He was fine. Well, he wasn't that good, but oh, you no, know, he was terrible. Good human being. He went through some. Oh, he's some, a great guy. So his God, his son got shot like six months ago, but but I believe is on the mend and recovering, and oh, that's yeah, sad. it's a tragic situation, but. I didn't know was in the hospital for about a month, made it out. But Matt Asiata, one of the more likable guys, I think, in the yeah. Vikings locker room the last 10 years. But All there right. you go. He I'm is back. the random Viking of the week. Yeah, that's Stella. I'm back. Dad's back. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I got to figure out if uh, my office might be haunted well, we here. Take that out a little bit or something. I don't know. Let's see. Just how much did you, did you guys did, yeah, would you, how much, did you guys tap dance for five minutes there? What happened? Yeah, we, we riffed a bit. <laughs> yeah. Talked about your top Jazz 20. Scanning. And, okay. you know, if, if we truly did like it or not, we talked about that a little bit. Okay. All right. You know how it goes. But anyway, we also can take a portion of that out. But, yeah, Matt Asiata, oh, my God. Amazing. All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see and you guys for four questions. For, and, yes, and the Internet and power. That's all we want. <laughs>